Matthew 6, 9-13 says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven us our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name, as always, is Pastor Bryce. And I have with me today a wonderful guest that many of you know. This is Brother David, David Adams, who's one of our deacons here and has, I don't know, we've known each other a long time. I was actually just the other day talking to someone about when you used to live on 3rd and Cherry mm. downtown, yeah. and you and Chris Carlisle. And I would come down visit you. We go share the gospel and do stuff. But I remember you wouldn't turn the heat on no. in the winter, and that was a big place. It's like fifty-five degrees yeah. in there. <laughs> Still remember bundling up. That was yep. that was chilly. Good old days. <laughs> so, anyways, we've known each other a long time. Um, today we're talking about prayer, and it's good to have you on, regardless. But I thought this is kind of a good time to have you on, also, because Andrew Walden somehow convinced you. Yes. <laughs> and yes. your wife helped, I'm sure. Yes. Um, convinced you to teach at the men's breakfast recently mm. on prayer. And you did, I don't have to say this, but it's genuine. You did a really great job. Thanks. I mean, truly. So since you've spent a lot of time thinking about mm-hmm. prayer anyways, I thought it'd be good to have you on here. Before we get started, I've got a list of questions here. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer today, which I just read from Matthew chapter 6. But before we get started, I thought we would just begin by getting a little background on you. Namely, how'd you come to Christ? Which I'm trying to remember if even I remember that. I'm not (laughs) sure if even so. I'm interested. How'd you come to Christ? And then also, how did you get connected at Faith Bible Church? Yeah, so uh, just a little background. So I'm from northern Indiana, up by Fort Wayne. uh, And I had a, I wouldn't call it rough childhood, but uh, a rather sheltered childhood. And, and, you know, I was on my own, uh, from the age of 15 on, um, working at Taco Bell and, and, uh, making tacos. And so after, after high school, college came and I, I kind of wanted to get as far away, uh, but still in the state for that state tuition. Right. Um, so I moved to Evansville, didn't know anybody, uh, went to university of Southern Indiana in 2005, uh, and through that, uh, one of the first nights is uh, like welcome week and, and campus outreach weeks before praying through the new students and, and um, who they're going to meet and who they're going to help praying for me. Didn't even know it. Um, I got a knock on my door and it's Thomas Frankfurt and, and Matt Casey. And they're like, do you want to go play capture the flag? And I just thought, What? this is so odd. Yeah, I'm not doing absolutely anything. So let's go. And so I went and played capture the flag and they kept coming back to my dorm room. Uh, and I kept saying, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I grew up, uh, in a Sunday Christian home. That's, you know, so I was very prideful, um, in, in the way that I, uh, went about life and, um, telling people I was a Christian and, and deep down I knew I definitely was not living for the Lord. So, um, after probably 30 times of Eric Coer and Matt Casey and Alan Lentz and, uh, and Thomas Frankfurt sharing the gospel with me, I finally understood I was living for myself and, and, and not the Lord. And um, obviously the church that they were attending was Faith Bible Church. So uh, in the fall of 2005, uh, I started attending here 
as a college uh, freshman in campus outreach. And um, a year later, uh, I led my wife to Christ. Um, very, very thankful for that opportunity. Uh, and so we, we started, uh, we got married in 2009. Uh, and then we've been here ever since serving. And, and obviously, a few years ago, I got the, the opportunity to become a deacon and, and serving in a deeper um, more meaningful way, at least for my life. Um, so that's kind of how I came to Christ and, and how I found Faith Bible Church. Yeah, and I always think about, we're all obviously blessed by you and your wife, and and uh, I just, I love the kings of your home, your mm. children. I just love yes. what you've named your kids. <laughs> They're kings. They're kings. Okay? They are. Hopefully one day they will... They will be saved, and, and <laughs> it'll be a full circle thing. Yeah. So, if not, their names will haunt them. That's right. right. So That's right. They've got to. <laughs> well, thanks for being on here, David. I do appreciate it. Like I said, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer today, which is one of those things that, in one sense, is the most basic Christian thing. Like, who doesn't know it? Right. You know, like everybody knows the Lord, <laughs> even if you're like just a Sunday Christian growing up or whatever. You know the Lord's Prayer, but on the other hand, as you go along as a Christian, it gets deeper. Every mm-hmm. time you look at it, it's like, what in the world? It's an amazing thing. So uh, with that in mind, I thought we'd start by just thinking of the purpose of the Lord's Prayer, why we even have it. One of the biggest questions that I think of is, obviously, there are many people who know this prayer and use it in a rote way. In other words, they just memorize the words of it and say that. Uh, my question for you is, what do you think about that kind of a practice? So I think a a couple things. Um, I I think that that practice can be both good. Um, and I don't want to say bad when we're using scripture. So let's, let's call it dangerous. Um, I think it's good. Obviously it's scripture, right? Uh, no arguments there. Uh, God wants to hear his word preached from the pulpit, uh, taught, uh, and prayed. Uh, and I think that's, that's kind of where the most intimacy with the word is just praying God's word and meditating. So I, I think it's, it's good in the sense that it's, it's scripture. So it, it memorize scripture all for it. Right. Um, I think it addresses God as authority, which is obviously what we want if we're memorizing that and doing that the right way, nothing wrong with that. Right. And obviously from my talk last week, um, if you're praying, it's good, right? You, you know, the statistics are out there that, most Christians only pray less than five minutes a day. Uh, pastors, ten minutes a day or less. So obviously, if we're if we've memorized the Lord's prayer, uh, it can be good. Um, I think on the flip side, it's potentially dangerous if if that's all we're doing is praying that particular prayer. Um, you don't want to get stuck in that rut of praying the same thing over and over. Uh, and not really changing what we're what we're asking for, or, or how we're adoring God, or um, what we're confessing. So I think it's um, you can get in that rut where it's it's all you're doing. Uh, I, I feel like sometimes it could feel like a duty. Um, y- you know, if 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 we're praying the Lord's prayer as duty, uh, I don't want to call it any other religions and what they do, but it, it could seem as this is what we do. And, and that only breeds rebellion in children at some point uh, in our own lives. If, if we pray the same thing before dinner and we don't change what we do and that's all our kids see, that's, that's what they grow up to do. And there's no real depth there. So I think, I think there's, um, some danger, 
uh, in, in making it feel like duty. Um, I think some of those things I think about with the Lord's Prayer and like John 3.16 and other well-known verses that the world knows, right? There's, there's this um, feeling that it can be overused uh, or, or it's cliche and it kind of loses meaning, which, which when we get through this, there's a lot of deep, meaningful things in the Lord's Prayer that, that could be kind of glazed over if, if we're just doing that, that practice over and over and not really, there's no depth to it. Maybe to flesh that out, that's a great answer. Maybe to flesh that out for listeners as they're trying to think, how do I use the Lord's Prayer? Do you use the Lord's Prayer at all in your prayers? And if so, how do you do that? So I I have before. I've used that as an example. I know when I was a brand new believer uh, and I was challenged to read Matthew and you get six chapters in and and Jesus says, this, <laughs> this is <laughs> how you pray. <laughs> Good to obey. Uh, that, that sticks with you and your, your ears perk up. So... Um, I think I did adopt this style earlier, and, and one of the things I wanted to to really bring to light is I was thinking about who taught me to pray, and I don't have a good answer. I, I think this is one of those things in the in the Christian walk that it's it's kind of a, a misnomer. We we don't sit down with new believers and walk them through how to do things well. And I think Andrew Walden at our church has has kind of captured the men's ministry and we're doing those things. But I look back 18 years ago when I'm walking through it, I come across, this is how you pray. And that's, that's what you do. So I think we kind of fail at that as, as men and and, uh, leaders that we don't bring along the new believers and teach them how to pray. So it's, it's, it's very organic the way that we adopt our prayers, it's listening to what others are are here are, are praying and and listening to sermons, listening to you pray, uh, but nobody sits us down. So I, I have adopted this as an example, um, but it's it's morphed over the years into something a little bit deeper. Yeah, kind of reminds me. I I forget. Are you in uh, Dan Gilock's teaching that Sunday school class on prayer? You're in? Are you not in there? No, not no. yet. Okay. So Bob Walther taught the first one because Dan yes. was traveling. Yeah. And it was funny to me. Bob did a great job. Bob, if you're listening, you did a great job. <laughs> it was funny because he shared at one point, you know, when you first come to Christ and you don't know how to pray. And there is something precious about that even. Yeah. Of like, he said, <laughs> I think he said like, hey, God, this is uh, this is Bob, you know. <laughs> I live at 5402, <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's something sweet. But yeah. your story is a good example. You're reading Matthew and you come to Matthew 6 and Jesus literally says, here's how you pray. So yeah. You're like, okay. Okay, let's do it this way. <laughs> so and now hopefully someone in that situation can also listen to this podcast and get a yeah. little explanation because some of the details aren't always immediately clear. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, why don't we move now from the purpose of the prayer <laughs> to some of its content, what it's about. So what are some of the main things that are covered here in the Lord's Prayer? So I think the the main things as we read through this that just pop out to me, um, Father in heaven, there's an authority there, right? There's a figure um, with the Trinity in mind and the Spirit helps us in this, but there is an authority in heaven that we are praying to. So it, it is not um, this one-sided thing that we'll we'll look at when we are reading the rest of this. It's not one-sided. God is very involved in our prayers, but there is authority in, in this prayer and in, in who we are praying to. Um, hallowed be your name. If you ask the normal person on the street what hallowed means, nobody knows, right? I, I, I think at first glance, you're thinking it's, you know, uplifted be your name, honored be your name. Um, I actually, when I was 
working on my men's breakfast talk, listened to a, a John Piper sermon on this. And it's to be made holy or sacred or to sanctify the Lord's name. So it's, it's a lot deeper. Um, so we're adoring God's name. We're lifting him up. We're asking his name to be sacred and sanctified. So there's action in that, right? Um, I think your kingdom come, we're asking God's kingdom to come to earth, whatever that looks like. Um, whether we're thinking about the order, the praising, the justice that's in heaven, bringing that to earth, what does that look like? That's, that's probably a little painful at times in our life when we're thinking about sin and thinking about the world and how it works, right? Um, God's will be done. Uh, scary. Hello. Sometimes that can be uh, not always what we want. Obviously, if it, if it differs from our will, there's a little pain there, right? But we're asking God's will to be done. That's no safer place to be, right? Than, than asking God's will to be done. And, and giving us our daily bread, just basic needs I see there, right? Um, we, we ask the Lord to send the Spirit to help us worship in our house. Uh, when we pray, you know, that includes giving us our daily needs, and He sustains us, right? And we look at the birds of the air, and, and we're no uh, less off than them. We, we do get taken care of, right? Um, a big one is forgive us. We, we need to be quick to ask forgiveness because he is quick to forgive, right? So I see conditional on us forgiving our debtors, though. This is kind of the first time we see an action on our part as we have forgiven our debtors, right? We can't come to the Lord uh, with a clear conscience if, if we've got sin out there, if we've wronged a brother. I know there's been, my wife will tell you more, but um, there's been several times in my life where I've tried to go to the Lord in prayer and um, either I've wronged my wife or, or a customer or somebody, uh, maybe another brother, um, said something too harshly, but and my prayers are hindered until I go to the Lord and ask forgiveness. And then through that, um, my prayers are such sweeter. So, um, I think asking for help, forgive us our trespasses, um, help us to be free from sin, right? Uh, lead us not into temptation. So we're asking the Lord for protection, in our prayers and, and asking the Lord to uh, protect us against sin, protect us from temptation, um, something that everybody struggles with uh, on a daily basis. And, and that's one of our um, promises for prayer is if we ask for that release from temptation, he may not grant that quickly. We may have to to settle through that and, and battle through that. But um, I see us um, asking to be not led into temptation and the, the biggest thing is deliver us, right, from from evil. We know um, there's a lot of evil around, and, and we've got people that are good people, kind of in quotations there. Um, there are evil people, and, and we see from from Jyoti's um, missionary message that he, he can't go outside uh, due to the per- persecution and things going on over there. So uh, I'm sure this has come up in his prayers, deliver us from the evil and that prince of the power of the air, um, that we see so much. So those are just the main things. I know long-winded there, but oh, those great. are just the main things that stick out to me. Yeah, no, that's well said. And I feel like what you did there was a good example. So I was thinking even before when we were talking about using the Lord's Prayer, Martin Luther famously had his barber ask him how to pray. The barber said, I don't know how to pray. <laughs> he said, okay, 
And he went home and he wrote him a treatise or <laughs> a tract, you know. So that's how they rolled. Sure he did. Of yeah, course he did. Of course he did. He did. So, and it's become a very well-loved one. It's just called like a simple way to pray. But that's one mm-hmm. of the things. He memorized the Ten Commandments. But the other thing is the Lord's Prayer had it memorized. But he would do what you did right there for prayer. He would take it just a line at a time, mm-hmm. think about it, and then pray it to God, mm-hmm. which is a great example of what you gave to us right there. One of the interesting things is if you are trying to pray the Lord's Prayer or have your prayers based on the Lord's Prayer, it's interesting that there are a lot of prayers that we do bring to God that are just not in this prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, the most clear one is anytime you gather for prayer, we pray for someone's healing. I mean, almost every time if you're mm-hmm. in a big group, which is a good right thing. And other passages of Scripture talk about that. That's not clearly right here. Uh, evangelism is implied in some of those early ones, but it's not directly addressed, and other things too. Why do you think it is that this doesn't address certain things that are important to us? So I think one of the things I think about when you ask that question is the books could not contain (laughs) (laughs) all of the things that that Christ did uh, and said. So I I think there's there's some of that in uh, in this vein that, you know, some of those don't show up because this is the simplest prayer. If, if, if we look at the disciples who he's talking to, they, they can't, they can't stand to, to pray for an hour, let alone remember mm-hmm. more things that he says. But, uh, I think some of the things don't show up. This is a very simple prayer. Uh, and other things should spring out of this model. I think this is our baseline heart of how to pray and other things should flow out of this. That's why when you asked earlier, um, if if we should pray this exact words all the time, you know, we don't get that freedom if we're only praying this all the time. So I think we we focus on ourselves as it is, uh, and we know the Lord knows what we need and what we want. Um, but this is a very Christ-centered and, and God-centered prayer. Uh, not that evangelism and health aren't, but I think those are some things that could f- that need to flow out of this base Lord's Prayer. That's great. And that kind of leads into this final question for you, which is if someone's listening to this and they say, great, I want to make better use of the Lord's Prayer while I'm praying— how do you recommend that they do that? Yeah, so I'll just I'll tell everybody what I do, and obviously it's perfect, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, so one of the things that that has helped me really, um, campus outreach um, adopted this model as the Acts model, like the Book of Acts, um, and it's adoration, confession, thankfulness, and supplication, and you find all of that in the Lord's Prayer. It's it's just a different model. So I guess, yes, um, I do use this model. It, it, it's a little bit hybrid. So um, let's start with adoration. Um, the Lord obviously wants His name to be holy and sacred. And I think we're lifting up adoration. We're praising Him. He likes hearing His attributes. Uh, he likes hearing uh, those things. He's a jealous God. And, and and my point with that is he, he loves His children. He loves hearing from us. And He's very jealous uh, to hear those praises from us as his creation. And then we have the C, confession. Pretty simple there. Uh, forgive us our trespasses and um, just confess the things that we, you know, usually have in the forefront of our minds that m- maybe we were short with our wives or short with a brother or lied to a customer or whatever whatever it is that you're needing to confess. Usually it's on your heart uh, if you're a believer and you're in the Lord. So, that T for thankfulness, 
this is the one where most people feel the most comfortable uh, thanking the Lord for his blessings. I know Jamie Nixon, in his prayers, I've learned from him. He starts his prayers, and, and, and I'm not like calling him out here, just calling him up, but um, he he thanks the Lord for the many blessings that, that he's given to us. And, and I always hear that and think, yeah, that's a great way uh, to thank the Lord. And it should be done with a thankful spirit. I think that should be peppered in through all of our prayers and just thanking the Lord for the trees. Or even though my my whole family right now is like squinting their eyes with allergies, but uh, just thanking Him for creation and, and the, the life that spring brings and um, just having that heart of just thanksgiving, right? And then supplication or asking uh, the Lord um, for for our needs and and. He knows them before we bring them to him, uh, and it's okay to ask. I remember in my childhood, you know, uh, I thought of the Lord as this spiritual Santa Claus, knowing it or not knowing it, right? So we ask the Lord for things, and it doesn't happen, so we feel bad, and uh, and we say, well, he must not be listening, but he knows what we need. If it's in his will, we should ask for it. He's he's faithful to give. Um, so I think if if we're if we're using this model and and this acts model. Uh, it's very present here uh, in my life and in my family and, and my close friends. Um, we need to adore God big. I think one of the things we don't do is adore God big and confess big uh, and and thank big and ask big. I think we do these things very small uh, and we don't see God moving because we're not praying and we're not praying big. So as Jeff Snyder always says, pray for rain uh, and, and it'll show up. So I think that's... Um, if somebody wants to start praying better, I think that's a very good model to to adopt. What a great example of how just looking at prayers in the Bible, and of course this one above all of them, does help to inform just how we pray. Sometimes your prayers get out of whack, and coming back and getting to hear like, oh yeah, this is the priority that we have in prayer, mm-hmm. which just leads to a shameless plug, which if <laughs> you're not up at 9 a.m. on Sundays and here for the Sunday school class, I'd encourage you to be room 127, Dan Gilock. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bob covered the first week, but Dan Gilock is leading a class doing what we've done right here, but for every major prayer of the Bible, walking through it. But thank you for doing this, yeah, David. Thank you for, for being me. here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. You who are listening to this, maybe you are in that position where you are a newer believer. And, you know, you're still giving God your address when you pray or whatever, which is very sweet and endearing. Or you're just wondering, man, how do I pray? I haven't even learned something. Nobody ever taught me like you had talked about, David. Or maybe you've been praying for a long time, but your prayers have started to feel rote or cold or you're just, they feel out of whack. Whatever the case might be, may God help us all now to think this way. Mm-hmm.